Ken Mudd Show is on News Radio 610 WIOT. Chip shortage leading to a rise in used car prices, including EVs, by more than 3%. Those soaring prices making affordability a challenge for U.S. consumers, imposing a threat to the Biden administration's goal of increasing electric vehicle sales to 50% by 2030. Days ago, the president praising tech company Intel's plans to build a new $20 billion semiconductor facility in Ohio. Bing, bing, bing. This is what I'm hopeful of, right? So we know the whole America first approach of of the Trump administration. And we saw often through significant maneuvering by President Trump, a resurgence in American manufacturing. All the effects of the supply chain issues, the pandemic. You got to think that if you're an American company, I'm going to give you an idea. I referenced this recently. So it was last, it was like the first week of April last year. We ordered from an American company a product that we thought was was made in America, a new patio set. Patio set arrived last week. The reason? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it was assembled in the United States, but everything else made in China, as we came to, to find out. And that's how long it took. And I talked to the, the company behind this, which we were not happy with at all. And how much business have you lost? Because there, we were insanely patient waiting, what, basically nine months to get some patio furniture? And yeah, they were losing most of their business. When you put your your business literally in the hands of another country, especially one potentially as unstable as China for any number of reasons, none the least of which are geopolitical, I mean, you, you could be asking for. So about that, what are the current trends? Are more companies reconsidering, or is that Intel just the, the latest in a, in a one-off kind of maneuver? Joining us to talk about this again, James Green of Crean Incorporated, website creaninc.com. So, James, is the trend to bring American manufacturing back growing? Uh, well, we're seeing in our business, Brian, for sure. Um, we're, we are helping uh, all kinds of uh, different companies look at how to, how to bring that manufacturing supply chain back uh, as well as bring the manufacturing itself uh, back. So, uh, so it's, it, it, we're seeing it consistent, consistently, and and there's and the the patio furniture example that you gave is is exactly the reason why companies should be looking at this as a long term strategic issue, because just like you, other Americans want their products customized, and you can't make them in China and get them in any reasonable amount of time if you're customizing it in China. So make the stuff here and satisfy the market or risk losing to your competitors. That's that's really one of the biggest issues in addition to what we see in the supply chain. And, James, from a cost standpoint, here's the, the next piece to me. I mean, it's been a long time since I really took at the you know dollars and cents of all this. But you take a look first at the, the cost of having to transport anything that's manufactured in, in China, manufactured overseas generally, but especially in China, the cost to get it wherever it's, it's going to end up in, in this country in particular. And then you you take a look at some of the increase in efficiencies that are created along the lines of what we're talking about here. Uh, it, it, at this point, for many companies, is, is it not more expensive to be manufacturing in China than it would be someplace in the United States anyway? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, just 
you know, the current crisis, you know, the, the cost of a container, getting a container from China has gone from, you know, around 2000 to $2,500 up to $25,000 a container. And, you know, for some of the clients we're working with, that means that their shipping costs went from $6 a unit to $60 a unit. And that's, you know, they can't afford that anymore. And so that's a, that's a big issue. But also the time is an issue uh, as well. But the other piece of it, too, is, you know, when you just look at it from a more macro perspective, yes, Chinese labor is cheaper. It's five or six times cheaper than U.S. labor. But guess what? American, American uh, uh, workers are eight times more efficient than Chinese workers. So when you do the math, you know, even at that macro level, you know, it's cheaper to make it here for for an awful lot of products that people assume it's cheaper to make it in China. That's really and interesting. It's less risk. That is a really eight times more efficient. Explain that a little bit. How are, the, how are Americans eight times more efficient than Chinese workers? Well, because, you know, we work smarter. You know? I mean, that's in the, you know, the bottom line. We have better production processes. We, uh, we implement, uh, you know, better solutions for our people. We have better processes and we have, and we have uh, bring technology to the table as well. Um, you know, I work with American manufacturers all the time and and we go in and help them with their people their process and their technology and we increase the efficiency of those factories by a factor of two to ten we've had multiple factories where we've been able to increase the productivity by a factor of ten I mean you're just printing money at that point because you were profitable before that and now you're you know able to produce so much more you produce it faster and and the business comes to you. You know, they're able, we've never had anybody lay anybody off because of what we did. When we create efficiencies and, and speed up production, it means those companies win more business, and they um, uh, and they're able to fill their factories, uh, even though they're able to produce more. It's sure. amazing. Now, yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point, and this gets back to you know, like the the advent of the internet. I mean. How, uh, so many people, oh my gosh, the internet's going to kill so many jobs and industries. And, and the truth is there are some that in, you know, are, are never going to be the same or, you know, are, are potentially going to go away. But the net of the jobs that are created off of the innovation is exponentially higher than what is lost and, and in higher pain ways often too. And that's always been the history of the American story. When we innovate, we're able to do more, not less. People are able to, to uh, achieve more, not less, and including compensation. James, Appreciate it. It's really good insight. James Green, Green Incorporated. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that drives me nuts right now for the companies that are engaged in, you know, so much of the manufacturing overseas. In, in real time, it's often more expensive. And all part of the inflation, you know, you sit there and you go, what the heck? You know, every time you go buy something and you're not necessarily sure why it, it is that seemingly a benign product is is that much more expensive than you last remember it. Yeah, I mean, kind of, I, I think, are used to maybe food and things like that, certainly gas that are different. But why is whatever this thing on the shelf more expensive? Well, when you have all this crap that's being manufactured overseas, and then you have the shipping costs where they are right now that James was just talking about, that all feeds into it. So a big part of the inflation problem we have in this country is how much crap we buy from China and how many people manufacture crap in China. And one of my real frustrations continues to be when I, if I pick up a product on a shelf and I see it's made in China, it goes back. I don't care where, what it is. Um, I'm a hypocrite when it comes to Apple products, by the way, uh, just as an aside. But 
that it, when when you go into a company and say, yeah, you know, we we uh, you know manufacture, we we you know made in America and all that, and then it turns out not to be. And uh, what the way that game is played a lot of times, what I explained with like the patio furniture company, everything was manufactured in China, just assembled in the United States. Well, you know that's and that's disingenuous. All right, today's Q and A of the day. It's about petition fraud and door to door campaigns for gambling in Florida. There's a lot to unpack here that's happened over the past couple of weeks. We'll dive in next here on the Brian Mud Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.